0: Welcome, everyone, to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Wynne Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. But if there be within anyone or anywhere in the world where that is not the case, then let us work on it, starting first with ourselves and raising our own vibration, by beginning to sincerely love and honor our own mighty I Am Presence, the Spirit of God within us, and by learning to listen to and by trusting in the divine wisdom and guidance of our higher mental body since all mankind is connected to the one spirit of the Great I Am, when we learn to love and accept ourselves as part of that one spirit, we begin to view our human experience differently from a higher perspective. It then becomes effortless to feel love, joy, and compassion, not only for ourselves, but for all life, everywhere. Amen. Give thanks and praises for loving and life, and y'all be loved.
1: Knowing that the I Am Presence which you have set or are setting in motion is the same in every other individual on earth as it is in you, and as it is in the universe, then you know that whatever your conscious application implies, it is acting everywhere, just the same as within the present application that you make. The student should always remember it is only by conscious effort that he can keep his mind at peace so this inner power may flow through unhampered to the accomplishment of his desire. As a child in school you were given certain problems to solve, for instance, we will say, in mathematics. At the same time you were given the means by which to accomplish it. If you did not make your application as directed, you of course would not receive your correct answer. Consequently, you kept at it, kept trying and trying until your answer was proved. If you did not understand how to go about it, you went back to your teacher for instruction and found what was required. So it is in the instruction which is now given you. This application never has and never can fail in the accomplishment of anything to which your attention is directed, if you will but continue to apply it with determination and stick to it until results are in your hands or presence. Now here, let me call your attention to a most powerful explanation which Jesus the Christ gave you in his own words, that in all teaching he received through the various avenues, and I assure you, some of them were very great, it was only his instruction, conscientiously applied, that finally brought to him, or reveal to him from within, the many amazing, magical statements, one of which was, I am the resurrection and the life. It was this statement which he used that enabled him to give the example to humanity which will last throughout the centuries. Whatever demand you make of the universal, all-knowing presence wherein you use the words I am, it must bring the same definite, certain results that his statements brought him when he declared, I am the resurrection and the life. Try earnestly to feel the mighty importance of this, Here let me caution and assure you with great emphasis, that no matter who or what you are, what place you may be in from the growth standpoint, when you make application with the words I am, you positively cannot fail to accomplish that to which you apply them, if you will hold fast with unwavering determination. Always first give your great love and adoration to your own I am presence, the master self, then to those who may be able to assist you. Many of you are making wonderful strides. Go forth with certainty in your hearts, always being aware, I am the conquering, victorious presence in any achievement I desire, that I am now the full dominion of every application that I make, that I am the presence always within at every demand, supplying and fulfilling it. There is no mental state that shuts the door against the very thing you are striving for like a feeling of distress about it. On the other hand, the proper attitude is to joyously take that stand that, I am the presence which enables me to see or hear with the inner sight and hearing, and at no time to let oneself become disturbed because another is using a faculty different from one's own, but rather rejoice in it. At all times turn to your own I am presence and demand to know and see clearly, the plan that you should follow. It takes enormous strength to stand your ground. There is nothing can give you permanent success in the outer activity except the conscious use of the I am presence. Stand adamant against the thing that would sway you off. Take the stand off and, I know what I am doing, and I am doing it. You may sometimes have to say very strong things in order to shut off interference, but do not be susceptible to it. Decide what you want to do and then say, I am the presence doing it. The use of the I am prevents the development of anything out of balance. I am is the all balance because it is the power and governing intelligence of all perfection. Its very activity compels the balance, The I Am Command is the activity of the thing that is already there, impelling it into the outer activity. Beloved Saint Germain.
0: Isis Unveiled, Chapter 15
1: According to local tradition, the tomb of Genghis Khan still exists near Lake Nor. Within lies the Mongolian Alexander, as though asleep. After three more centuries he will awake and lead his people to new victories and another harvest of glory. Though this prophetic tradition be received with ever so many grains of salt, we can affirm as a fact that the tomb itself is no fiction, nor has its amazing richness been exaggerated. The district of the Gobi Wilderness, and in fact, the whole area of independent Tartary and Tibet, is jealously guarded against foreign intrusion. Those who are permitted to traverse it are under the particular care and pilotage of certain agents of the chief authority, and are in duty, bound to convey no intelligence respecting places and persons to the outside world. But for this restriction, even we might contribute to these pages, accounts of exploration, adventure, and discovery that would be read with interest. The time will come, sooner or later, when the dreadful sand of the desert will yield its long-buried secrets, and then there will indeed be unlooked look for mortifications for our modern vanity. The people of Passai, says Marco Polo, the daring traveler of the 13th century, are great adepts in sorceries and the diabolic arts. And his learned editor adds, this Passai, or Udayana, was the native country of Padmasambhava, one of the chief apostles of Lamaism i.e., of Tibetan Buddhism, and a great master of enchantments. The doctrines of Sakya, as they prevailed in Udayana in the old times, were probably strongly tinged with Shivatic magic, and the Tibetans still regard the locality as the classic ground of sorcery and witchcraft. The old times are just like the modern times, nothing has changed as to magical practices, except that they have become still more esoteric and arcane, and that the caution of the adepts increases in proportion to the traveler's curiosity. Wen song says of the inhabitants, the men, are found of study but pursue it with no ardor. The science of magical formulae has become a regular professional business with them. We will not contradict the venerable Chinese pilgrim on this point and are willing to admit that in the 7th century some people made a professional business of magic, so, also, do some people now, but certainly not the true adepts. It is not Ewan Song, the pious, courageous man, who risked his life a hundred times to have the bliss of perceiving Buddha's shadow in the cave of Peshawar, who would have accused the holy Lamas and monkish thaumaturgists of making a professional business of showing it to travelers. The injunction of Gotama, contained in his answer to King Prezinajit, his protector, who called on him to perform miracles, must have been ever present to the mind of Ewan Song. Great king, said Gotama, I do not teach the law to my pupils, telling them go, ye saints, and before the eyes of the Brahmins and householders perform, by means of your supernatural powers, miracles greater than any man can perform. I tell them, when I teach them the law, live, ye saints, hiding your good works, and showing your sins. H. P. Blavatsky Struck with the accounts of magical exhibitions witnessed and recorded by travelers of every age who had visited Tartary and Tibet, Colonel Yule comes to the conclusion that the natives must have had at their command the whole encyclopedia of modern spiritualists. they mentions among their sorceries the art of producing by their invocations the figures of layouts and their divinities in the air, and of making a pencil write answers to questions without anybody touching it. The former invocations pertain to religious mysteries of their sanctuaries, if done otherwise, or for the sake of gain, they are considered sorcery, necromancy, and strictly forbidden. The latter art, that of making a pencil write without contact, was known and practiced in China and other countries before the Christian era. It is the ABC of magic in those countries. When Iyuanth desired to adore the shadow of Buddha, it was not to professional magicians that he resorted, but to the power of his own soul invocation, the power of prayer, faith, and contemplation. All was dark and dreary near the cavern in which the miracle was alleged to take place sometimes. Iyuanth song entered and began his devotions. He made one hundred salutations, but neither saw nor heard anything. Then, thinking himself too sinful, he cried bitterly and despaired. But as he was going to give up all hope, he perceived on the eastern wall a feeble light, but it disappeared. He renewed his prayers, full of hope this time, and again he saw the light, which flashed and disappeared again. After this he made a solemn vow, he would not leave the cave till he had the rapture to see at last, the shadow of the Venerable of the Age. He had to wait longer after this, for only after two hundred prayers was the dark cave suddenly bathed in light, and the shadow of Buddha, of a brilliant white color rose majestically on the wall, as when the clouds suddenly open, and, all at once, display the marvelous image of the mountain of light. A dazzling splendor lighted up the features of the divine countenance. Yi wen was lost in contemplation and wonder, and would not turn his eyes away from the sublime and incomparable object. Yi wen adds in his own diary Siyuki, that it is only when man prays with sincere faith, and if he has received from above a hidden impression, that he sees the shadow clearly, but he cannot enjoy the sight for any length of time. H. P. Blavatsky. The
0: I Am Discourses, Volume 15.
1: Now take time. Precious ones, in your daily activities, take time to go somewhere alone for five minutes and just still that outer, and then turn and call our immortal power of the angels of blue flame, whose love is indescribable and can heal and can control anything. They have never been human, the majority of them at least. They are special beings created to intensify that love in the blue flame and focus it, to give its boundless blessings wherever they are loved and drawn into outer action by conscious command. They live to do the will of love. Therefore, you who call them forth into outer action by the immortal power of my love and authority, you are very welcome, very welcome to their special activities tonight. You might call them my, shall I say, pet angels, because I need them and use them so much. They are quite fond of doing my will. So tonight, as I offer you this reminder, to use the immortal power of their love of the blue flame, you shall have very delightful results. Don't be afraid to use it. It can never do anything to you but that which makes you happy. And what it does to the sinister force is the sinister forces education. Laughter. Poor benighted individuals who say there is no God when they leave those bodies. This time will face that which will cure them of that attitude for all time to come. Applause. Precious ones. Thank you with all my heart. But do you know beloved ones tonight. The earth has been through this same thing time and time and time and again this time. Thanks to your beloved Saint Germain and the strength of that blessed Godfrey, applause, thank you precious ones. Thanks to the strength of our beloved Godfrey, applause, and to the love of the mighty beloved Sanat Kumara, the end of that thing has come upon the earth now. Applause, thank you, precious ones. While for some it might be strenuous for a time, yet the powers of nature will sigh with relief when that is finished. May this night bless you with the power of my love immortal, the immortal power of that blue flame of such love as only those who have become its presence can ever know, and whose happiness is yours for eternity. It is my immortal gift to you all, precious ones. And because of the mighty service you've rendered, I bear the gratitude of the ascended host to you all. May you go on as the victors of the immortal love whose cosmic authority and immortal power comes now upon the earth to take its dominion, this time in full cosmic action. Applause My precious ones, thank you tonight with all my heart forever. Won't you be seated please? Beloved Archangel Michael Now I must not keep you longer. Thank you for your gift. Thank you for your strength, your courage, and your willingness to send forth this power. We shall qualify it with everything that the cosmic law will permit, and may its immortal expanding action become visible to all mankind and illumine them in ways they will never forget. With that which is approaching in the release of the cosmic light, may wave after wave of its presence flow in, through and around you, and out over your nation, and then out over the world. May those waves of cosmic light come fast enough to offset and prevent that which otherwise would again take its toll. We are hoping for certain assistance from the cosmic law, and when it is gained, we shall not move, or lose one action in one instant's time, in bringing into outer action that which takes the sinister force where it is to be forever consumed. Applause. Thank you precious ones. And tomorrow, if you would, give a decree for the Mighty I Am Presence to come through all life on the earth and crash all desire to oppose God, the Mighty I Am Presence, and the perfection of life's divine plan. It will help. Quickly, to bring many into this activity, and to weed out from the sinister force those whom it has held under its hypnotic control. Won't you be seated please? Now in the mantle of my immortal love and the armor of its immortal power, may I clothe you tonight. May the great blazing presence from the great central sun reveal its shining face to you, and on the ray of love from its heart, may you feel the conscious command, any moment that you stop and give it your attention, may you feel its response and the limitless supply of our energy, and all else flow to you by the love of the angels of blue flame may my heart prove to you my gratitude through the action of this which i offer you tonight thank you may you accept it and may it bring you immortal joy immortal independence of every limitation immortal freedom may that love abide with you in eternal command thank you beloved archangel michael